Okay, let's go. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the True Hindu Podcast. I am in South Texas International Film Festival. It's been crazy out here. A lot of people just coming left and right, baby. Left and right. And a lot of celebrities in town, too. Like the one right next to me. Miss Jane Austen. Is that correct? <laughs> That's that, correct. that is correct, man. Jane Austen. Oh, I love your energy. Yeah, thank you. I, I try my best, you know. It's the drink. No, I'm just joking. It's just water. It's just water, Miss Austen. That's right. It's Friday night. Well, yeah. Well, in tomorrow's DC says it's September. If you don't know what that is, guys... You know what this is, that it is. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we are here in Edinburgh, Texas, the South Texas International Film Festival. I got that wrong last year. I'm going to get it right this time. <laughs> but today with me, I got Miss Austin with me. And uh, the little bird told me that you're into stunts. Yes, sir. Well, well, tell us a little about by yourself. Where you're from and what you're all about. Um, I was born and raised in Studio City, California. Okay. I'm a native, true right. native. Grew up in the valley. I'm right. the valley girl on top of that. All right. There you go. Um, and uh, I got into stunts in 1987. Oh, my goodness. All yeah. right. All right. And what, what was one of your uh, first movies that you did? I mean... I got my SAG card okay. in, on a TV show called Tour of Duty. Okay. And right. we were filming it in Hawaii. We were living in Hawaii for oh my a year. Goodness. Yeah, okay. that was awesome. <laughs> and, and, and oh, well, I mean, to become, well, I, I say well, a stunt, a stunt man or stunt woman, I don't know, I don't know what the correct classification for is for that is. A stunt person. Stunt person. Or stunt performer. No, stunt professional. I'm going to say that. Performer. Okay, performer. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you better be a professional. You're, you're, you're a exactly. Person. Yeah. That's why I said before we started the podcast, I, go, I want to know how to break my leg in four places. But she said, no, we won't have that. Trust me, I got great insurance. But you know, she said, no. Yeah. But uh, when, how, what do you need to become into that field? In, uh, you need to. First off, I fell into my position, mm -hmm. literally. Um, but what it is, be prepared. So say, for example, if you're a, an athlete, right? okay? Well, are you, if you're a gymnast, mm -hmm. then what you would probably want to start doing besides gymnastics mm -hmm. is find a parkour club okay. or take martial arts to learn how to fight. Right. Because then you can incorporate your gymnastic abilities. Right, right. So you want to kind of work to pair things mm -hmm. up like for example if you are really good driving a motorcycle right get good driving a car exactly because you understand the road and you understand the mechanics how, exactly yeah. yeah so it's because the thing is is that it's not just one thing okay you have to have a, a lot of tricks in your bag yeah i hear you I hear and you. you and it's all about timing I would, I would think so. I would think Be, so. Being at the right place at, <laughs> at the, the right, right time, <laughs> meeting the right person, mm -hmm. and they need you. Right, right, exactly. So, and also your work ethic. Uh huh. Really, really important to show that you don't complain. You're a hard worker. Right. You can work as a, as a, with the crew. Right. You can work your team member. Mm -hmm. You're positive. Those are the guys that are, that are work a lot. Right, exactly. Now, when you when you came into this business and you did your first film, were you a little nervous at the time when you when you started doing it? No, no, huh? because 
my husband at the time was in the business and okay. he was an aerial coordinator. Okay. Right. Or he actually, yeah, he was an aerial coordinator. Okay. And um, so I was around it for years and years and years before I got into it. And I actually wasn't even going to be a stunt person. I went to the right. University of San Diego studying business and accounting. Okay. okay. So, oh, okay. So this yeah. was just like, so was, I was at the right place at the right time. <laughs> and then it just, my career just kind of, literally fell right. into, place. into place and it just one thing went to another and right. another and another and just you know because of my connection with the helicopters we did a lot of commercials so wow. i would drive the cars oh okay so okay. i drove a lot of for four years wow. i just drove car commercials wow, wow and then in that four years meeting more stunt performers meeting more people and then learning different you know how did you fall? How did you do a high fall? How did you right. get hit by a car? How did you oh get thrown downstairs? How to, <laughs> you know? And then that's when I started studying my martial arts. I have a black belt in Taekwondo. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, that's awesome. And then from that, because we also did XMA, which is almost like kind of a gymnastic form of different like aerial kicks okay. and whatnot. And we got a trampoline and just started working on my air sense. And so all this, all this comes with very good training. No matter what you get into the business, you have to have the correct training for this. You have to work hard. Okay. And we joke because we work harder to get work than right. when we actually work. Right. That's <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. We work. It's more work to get the work than to do the work. I got you. So, yeah, that's a that's a it's a twisted term, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> it is, and you just constantly, you know, like I'll go out and ride some horses, right. or you know, go and like grab my repelling gear, and you know, I hear you. Just so I mean, out of all the all the all the stunts that you've done in your career. Which is the most epic one you've done that just stays in the back of your mind where you was like, I did it, but man, that was a close call. Close calls are bad. That's why we don't want to do close calls. <laughs> That's right. Because the thing is, is that we prepare and train and rehearse and get it so dialed in. Right. It's to the public. It looks like it's a close call. Yeah. But. No, because we don't fly by the seat of our pants. No, I hear you. You I know, you. we have it all dialed in. And so we are doing a really good job, if you guys believe no, that I, that I, was a close I, call. We get hurt playing. Yeah. We don't get hurt, hurt at work. work. <laughs> it always happens that way. You know, it always like, happens that way. It's always something, something that is just having fun with and you get hurt. And when you're at work, you're expecting to get hurt, but everything goes fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, it's hard because I've done so many studies. I've been doing this over 30 years. Wow. So I think my biggest, I got three answers. My, my biggest favorite, biggest favorite one mm -hmm. was I was doubling Anna Nicole Smith oh, okay. on the top of a 65 story building. Oh my gosh. And my current yeah. husband threw me off of it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fell for him that day. We've been together go. ever like since. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. And he did it twice. So um, oh, I think I have a rim shot for the home. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so, and that was a 650 foot fall on a descender. So oh, I had okay. a cable on me, but still. Right. Right we now. call it, it was a three screamer. It was. Ah, oh my gosh. Ah. <laughs> We're not at the bottom. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. Ah. I'm, like, I'm out of breath. <laughs> so that one was wow. like kind of the biggest one. Wow. The scariest one I did is I did an 80 foot high fall into a bag. 
Oh, shoot. So that's like going off of an eight-story building Yeah, I mean, into an airbag. You, you think of 80 feet. Well, that's not really... It's look, like, talk what? saying it doesn't sound that bad, but seeing it, oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And the thing is, it's so funny because my husband set up my bag. Right. And what you do is you put a mark, like a tape yeah. mark, mm-hmm. X. Mm-hmm. That's where your spot. So when you're you're going, you're looking at your spot to right. keep your head exactly. before you flip. Mm-hmm. I'm eight stories in the air, and he does this little itty-bitty <laughs> tiny X. <laughs> so I look over the edge before I'm going to go, and I'm like, where is it? <laughs> then I'm like going... Okay, I, I can't. I can't look over this edge again until they say action. Right, I can't. Right, no. Right. Because it was so high. Wow. Yeah. That's, so, that's and yeah, I don't like high falls that's anymore. Not- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! And the last, yeah, the last one. The last one was so much fun because fire. I love fire. Oh gosh. I just- <laughs> Fire wow. is like wow. <laughs> fire is is I just any any time I get a call for fire, mm-hmm. I'll do it. And I did one for Law and Order. Okay. And it was nine degrees outside. Ooh. So no, it was good it because I didn't get hot. Exactly. And I held this thing so long. I had all this action to do while it was on fire. Wow. And it like completely burned the wardrobe. I mean, this thing was huge. Yeah. Uh, that's. That's nuts, man. I, I, I mean, uh, if anything, if I wish I had a career, I don't think it would be a stunt, stunt person. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I'd do it. You know, it looks cool on TV, but I think I'd let the professionals well, handle that. It's, it's cool because the thing is, is that every day is different. Right. And you never know what you're going to do. Right. And the company that my husband and I have, HollywoodStuntWorks.com. Remember the name. Remember the name, people. Yeah, because there's some really cool, there's a video on there that has some good stuff. Right. And um, and we do a lot of rigging. Okay. For uh, big uh, budget motion pictures. Uh-huh. And so, like for example, we got a script, and it written in the script is the ship comes alive. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay, <laughs> the ship comes alive. All, All right. right. Okay. So you meet with the director and the the DP uh-huh. and the step coordinator, and and my husband yeah. was the head rigger on that. Okay. And they say, well, what if we did this? What if we have the guy jumping off the deck? And the ropes catch him and bring him back. What if we have a guy running down the stairs to the galley and ropes and then pulls him back up? What if we have, you know, and so we came up with like 12 different scenarios. Wow. Instead of just the ropes coming and pulling everybody up and they're all hanging upside right. down. That's the last shot mm-hmm. is just all these people hanging from the mass. <laughs> so that's the fun part is because we actually create the action scene. That's a very creative imagination. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so that's also part of stunts. Right, right. And since I am of a mature age. A mature age. That's, a mature that's age. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I've started coordinating mainly. Okay. So, so, so I do the rigging, I do the coordinating, I'll do fire. I don't get hit by cars anymore. I've done that enough. <laughs> Well, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the thought of just seeing a, a one ton or even close to a ton car coming at you, oh. it just, uh, it's, uh, it scares me. I oh, well, I, <laughs> we were doing this job and I was driving a Winnebago, you know, like the yeah. motorhome. Mm-hmm. And my husband was a vagrant crossing the street with like a bag. And I, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, I took him out. I think, I think, I think if you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if for some reason your uh, relationship or your marriage is not work, join the stunt club school and take your frustrations out. I think that will help the marriage come together even closer. 
Oh my gosh, the night before we, they, we went to work that day, he took me out to the nicest dinner and he gave me a massage. And as far as the stunts itself, I'm, I'm pretty sure it takes a toll on the body after time, does it? Well, it does. Okay. It, I mean, it does. My husband, he was, he was hardcore back in the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it's pretty funny watching him get up in the morning. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the whole, is it the Walking Dead waking up? We're older too. Up, we're older too so is is no, it no. like the Walking Dead waking up? Yeah, uh, it's kind of, uh, no, it's like a rice bowl of rice krispies. <laughs> <laughs> but bubble but wrap no, but the thing is, is that I still work out a That's lot. I still work out a lot, That's and good. I am very was very strong throughout my whole career. Awesome. So it really, you know, having strong. No bones and muscles and tendons and mm -hmm. you know and whatnot really helps you to preserve your right. body. So I'm feeling pretty good at 60. That's good. That's good. Any words of encouragement that somebody wants to go down that field, you know? Yes. Any words of encouragement? Yes. Prepare yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. But get good insurance. <laughs> if and when the call comes, you want to be ready to do the job. Right. You know, and instead of just waiting and just go, oh yeah, you know, right. I'm athletic. You've got to be more than athletic. Right, right. As being athletic helps. Uh, yeah, helps. of course. But there's a lot more to it than just. I'm a. I get emails on my website mm -hmm. from kids a oh dozen goodness. a week, and they're like, "I live in in Idaho, and I do this, and I'm really athletic, and I'm, oh I gosh. I think I could be a stepman." Oh, and okay. it's like, okay, well, the dream of every young boy, pretty much. Uh, you know, and young girl too. Yeah, exactly, you know, I've got yeah. this one gal that contacted me that's just an amazing equestrian rider. Right, amazing. So I said, okay, how are you in a western saddle? There you go. You know, great. You got the English down. How are you in a mm -hmm. western? Get a reel together. Mm -hmm have some like only 30 seconds long and if you're really handy or really good at something that a coordinator will look at and go whoa i haven't seen that before or why well but while you're doing that don't be stupid yeah, well, yeah. don't be jackass yeah, stupid yeah yeah i got you you know i mean just yeah use your common sense yeah, yeah I got you, you know I got because you. like i see these these videos of these kids doing this stupid stuff I hear it's you. just like that's not going to get you hired. I, yeah, well, yeah. It's going to get you somewhere, <laughs> it's but it's fired. Fired, yeah. <laughs> One last question. Uh -huh. When it's, and this is, this is a whole complete goal. When you've reached your goal, when you've reached everything, and you, you close the, the book finally, what do you want to be remembered as? How would you like to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered as a kind person. There you go. But, you know, I with all my union service and the mentoring I've done and the advice that I've been giving to right. all these up and coming kids mm -hmm. that I know, um, I want to be remembered that I helped them. There you go. That's good. That I made their lives better. Good answer. That's what I would like to good be. Like that, that now that Jane asked Austin, if you needed something done at the union, she got it done for you. If you needed something, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm that's talking about. That's funny. That, that right there. You know, and I've got a couple of kids mm -hmm. that. Um, when they started out in the business about 10, eight years ago mm -hmm. and I mentored them and okay. I really kind of gave them advice and, right. you know, and actually the one gal has two SAG awards. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's uh -huh. impressive. That's, that's so awesome. From films that, you that's know, awesome. and I just really guided Carrie through the path and now she's just doing 
amazing. Miss Austin, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I love, I know I, I, there's a lot of facility people already waiting in line to, I got another gentleman coming in too now that's going to come in back. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you coming down to the RGV. Uh, of course. Giving, giving giving these classes about stunt of being trying to be a stunt person in in uh, in, in that what I like to call Valleywood now down here, <laughs> uh, but that's good that we have uh, a, a person like you to come down to connect with the young the young community to see to further themselves and something like that. Awesome. Exactly. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's like I got all of this experience and I'm, I want to share, but thank you guys for inviting me oh, yeah. and, and having me included in this wonderful folk festival. I've yes. really been enjoying myself. Learned a lot about <laughs> Texas. Oh, you're going to learn a lot tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to sign that for okay. me, you've been a guest on our show, just sign right here for me. Okay. I yeah. sure will. Yeah. Sign it for me. And also like every guest, like last year, if you watched the film festival last year, a lot of people were lining up for one reason, and because I was giving away these little bad boys, and uh, this is water. It's not a beer. Okay, do you yeah, know who drinks water. that? I don't know who drinks that. Mr. Beast. Mm. Oh, Mr. Beast has a good flavor. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, off, I can offer it to you. I can offer it to you if you like. You want to take it, or you can leave it here. However you like. I'll take it. All right, there you go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. Turn away something free. <laughs> it's free. Exactly. It's I need free. it. Like right now, the convention is free. Come on by and join entertainment. Meet some celebrities Absolutely. and come get some advice, man. Let it. I mean, it's free all the time. Nine yeah. o'clock today, ten o'clock yeah, today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here all day tomorrow. There you go, guys. Head out here. Come uh, join the festivities. Anything yeah, else nine a.m. Like nine a.m. I'm doing a stunt workshop. Oh, there you go. And then I'm doing a celebrity panel sometime in the afternoon. I'm not right. quite sure what time. So yeah, awesome. Come on down. I'd like to meet you. There you go. Awesome. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, guys. Hang in there because we got somebody else coming in right now. You can put your headphones right there. Yeah. And, have somebody else come in. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, guys, it is free for you to come on by. Enjoy the festivities. There's so much going on. There's a lot of people here. Free movies to watch. If you like, uh, come on by and, you know, enjoy yourself. Come on, man. What more do you want from free? Free is uh, a f everybody's four-letter word. It's a four-letter word. Everybody loves What more do you want? Gratis, gratis. But uh, I have a special guest right now. Right now, he's in the middle of uh, uh, speaking to some fans right now, and uh, it's been a pleasure meeting him uh, for the first time. We're watching right now on uh, on Facebook. I did post a little something on my uh, Facebook page, and uh, it was with Mr. Valiente Rodriguez. So everybody knows him as Ernie. Uh, films, feature films as Blood In, Blood Out, the George Lopez Show, and so many more. And uh, I have. Right here, <laughs> right here, and uh, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Get the headphones on, right there. Oh, right Rodriguez, my friend. Oh my goodness, man, this is surreal. In a local Valley native. See, oh my God, born and raised in Elsa, Texas. Oh, you know, la máquina María, papá. No, la máquina María. Those were the days. First of all, I want to say thank you for coming. I know last year I wanted to get you on the podcast, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. you were a little busy and it's totally understandable. Right. But today I met you and it was it's a pleasure meeting you for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I've seen of course, I've seen you on Blood and Blood Out. Mm -hmm. I've seen you in the George Lopez show mm -hmm. and many other extra uh, films that you've done. Mm -hmm. I mean Anything you can tell? First of all, tell us 
tell us from the beginning where you grew up, where you're from, and everything, man. Give us the whole nine. Well, dude, I was born a migrant farm worker. Okay. And so I'm the youngest of eight in my family. Mm -hmm. And uh, my life consisted, the first 16, 17 years consisted of just traveling around the country and picking tomatoes in, 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 in Florida and, and watermelon in San Manuel mm -hmm. and, and onions in Oklahoma and apples in Washington and all yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. So the so I I never I never wanted to be an actor. I don't remember wanting to be an actor. What mm -hmm. I do remember is not wanting to be in that life that I that I was yeah, in. Yeah, and so of course <clears throat> I figured that the way out of that life was for me was through education. Exactly. And so I decided exactly. I was going to go to college. And mm -hmm. when I went to college, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Andale. Porque they make a lot of money, oh, yeah. and oh, I wanted the yeah. money. Yeah, right? exactly. Everybody wants the green. Andale. But unfortunately. I had some amazing teachers and uh, they pointed me in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then once I discovered theater, there was no going back. Uh, it, was, it, it was really like uh, I'd gotten bit by the bug, you know, right. there was just no going back. Right, right. And then I realized, to say, with a college diploma, I can probably uh, be a high school drama teacher. I could do that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. So that yeah. had been uh, in the back of my mind. Wow. But then I graduated and I thought, you know what? I'm 22, 23. I got no responsibilities. I got no girlfriend. There's mm -hmm. no reason I need to be here in the real Brandy Valley. Mm -hmm. I should go out and try it and see what happens. Right, right, See what right. happens, right? Mm -hmm. That way, if I come back and be a teacher, I can let them know, look, this is what the book says, but this is what I experienced. Exactly. So I have some practical experience. Exactly. And by the good fortune, uh, it worked. It worked. Wow. I was in L.A. for four months. And in after those four months, I got a job uh, as a... Uh, on a movie mm -hmm. called Salsa, the motion picture. I'm on us. Okay. Yeah, okay. we worked eight weeks on it. Really, really good music. The movie, eh, not so good. Right. But the music, we got Tito Puente, we got oh, Celia wow. Cruz in it. Oh, wow. yeah. Hold no, no, it. it's okay. really, it's really, okay. really, really okay. cool. Okay. And all from there, I just, I took the money, I put it in the bank, I went and found a theater program, mm -hmm. a professional theater, and I started doing some work with them, blah, 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 blah. Right. I got uh, episodic. I got Golden Girls. I started getting more TV and more TV and more TV. And then 15 years in, after I'd already done a movie called Aaron Brockovich with Julia Roberts, right, exactly. the one where she won the Academy Award. Yeah, she did, yeah. That's when I got George Lopez. Yeah. 15 years in. 15 years in. And okay. that was 2002. From 2002 to 2007, we ran and we got canceled in 2007. But by then, we had already been syndicated. Mm -hmm. So they were already showing us on another network. Oh, okay. All and right. so we have actually been on the air for 21 years at this point. Wow. Yeah, which is wow. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, time time rolls by pretty quick, but it I, mean, does. It, I mean. And it makes us old. <laughs> Boy, does it make us old. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. I'm not going to lie about that. It's true. Hello, they're taking pictures here. Hello, yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, the years roll by really, really quick. And I mean, now that you've come back, to the RGV, mm -hmm. you're giving back to pretty much advice, mm -hmm. pretty much like coming back, giving advice for these young, young entrepreneurs that want to become actors, directors, mm -hmm. or filmmakers. Uh, uh, that's that's golden, man. That's golden. It is. There's very few, a handful, and I can literally say a handful yeah. of people who do that, but I've seen you down here more than anyone else, and that's what's so awesome. I'm down here as often as I can, and, and I, I owe so much to this community and to the, the individuals that are that are in this community in terms of support, mm -hmm. in terms of the teachers that I had. And then the other thing was 
I had teachers that, brother, they changed my life. Mm-hmm. They changed my life completely. I would have not been an actor. I would have probably been a lawyer and, and you know, lived that life. Right. And so in my appreciation for that, I feel that I have a debt to pay that that I can never pay. Right, right. Because they literally changed my life. And so for as long as I can, I'm, I will continue to see come back down here and talk to mm-hmm. anybody who wants to talk mm-hmm. about acting, about uh, 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 script writing, about movie making, about any of the, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, a lot of times, all we need is to see ourselves reflected on the screen to validate us. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, I tell these kids, these young students, if nothing else, I want you to know that I am from the place you're from. And I had dreams and yeah. I had hopes and I worked hard and I went out and accomplished them. There you go. So yeah. don't let it yeah. be, don't let your excuse be, well, I'm from the Rio Grande Valley, California. No, 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 no. It right. doesn't matter where you're from. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. matter. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Si se puede, como dicen si todos. Se puede. <laughs> si se puede. And it's, let me tell you, it'll be a hard, difficult road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Life is hard and difficult. Yeah, it's paying your dues when you wanna, right. when you're trying to reach a goal. You're gonna pay your blood, sweat, and tears. You gotta you gotta you gotta pay your dues in order for you to get there. That's right. And I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and and but you know, for 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 someone like me, uh, someone like me, you know, just regular Joe mm-hmm. out here doing doing a podcast mm-hmm. and meeting great people along the way. For me to tell that to say a, a kid down the street, hey man, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta push up. When it comes that's to somebody tough. like you know, that's somebody tough. that's that's known, yeah. well known, seen on TV, yeah. then shows, movies, and they say that it's like it's like a turn of events for them. Their whole life turns around, it and that's and that's awesome, you know. And that's a really cool thing. My career, the fact that they see me on TV and in films and all that kind of stuff, opens the door for me just a little bit wider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they're and then they they listen to me perhaps just a little bit more, mm-hmm. and so. Because we all, all the adults in these young people's lives, they all tell them the same thing. Work hard, dedication, exactly. passion, exactly. be happy, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But you never, and they have to be told this over and over yeah. and over because eventually it's going to land. Exactly. It will land. Yeah. And, and, and when, you, when, you, when you say that, I mean, I've. Growing up in the RGV myself, you know, through the through the years, you know, parents are parents. Parents mm-hmm. are gonna parents want what's best for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and eventually sometimes those you, you you're trying to reach a goal, a dream. Mm-hmm. You're trying to reach a dream, and sometimes you have parents that'll say, "But no, gotta do no trabajo aquí, right? In an HEB, right? Or, right? Or, or, or mijo, ve para la escuela, pero get yourself a side job, right? You know? right, right, right I guess right, right. that's like a safety net for the parent to say, just in case the dream doesn't plan out, right? You have this to fall back right. on, you know. But in in a young person's perspective at that age, it's kind of like, man, why are you why are you making me want to stop chasing my dream, right. You know. Right. And makes you even want, but the, the thing is, I guess you could say it's reverse psychology. Right. It kind of motivates you even more to show yes. them, look, you see, I, I told can you do I can it. do it. I can yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And sometimes that's a big motivation. Mm. The people who are telling you and some, and there will even be people who go, get the crees. Why? What, what do you think you are? You're not a good actor. Right. Da, 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 da. right. That is even more. That's one of the things Jodie Foster said. Okay. Jodie Foster, when they asked her, what was your motivation? She said, all those people who told me I couldn't do it. Yeah. That was my motivation. I was like, okay, I'm going to prove to you that I can. Yeah. And so as an artist, as a creator, as an actor, 
you take whatever information you can to prop you up, whatever you can, whatever you can, because it's a very hard journey. And so however you need to motivate yourself, whether it's with negative or with positive, whatever it is you do, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's surreal speaking to speaking to him right here man because i mean I, i'm a got, superstar yeah, don't He's you know super, who you're talking to I, but, you should know bro <laughs> I, you should know <laughs> and, it, and it's awesome because last year i had a uh, mr mr Shetna, mr pepe Shetna, yeah. sit down on the podcast. oh my god and, and he's a legend and he 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 was preaching on the mic man oh heck yeah and we, me and me and the co-host at the, t- at the time we were just at awe yeah. and everything he was saying right I was like, and he kept on telling us, I don't understand why no one's here coming to, to this thing. And mm-hmm. I go, I go, I'm Mr. Zidna. I go, I'm trying my best. I'm doing my part to right. push this as far right. as I can, right. you know. And for this uh, this year's uh, South Texas International Film Festival, I posted it as much as I could. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and what I've seen today, yeah. it's been a bigger outcome. It does. It, and it does help. Yeah. It does help. And that's okay. The small, small crowds are okay. They'll get bigger and they'll get bigger and bigger right, and bigger right. and bigger. The important thing, and sometimes, sometimes it's actually better to have a small crowd mm-hmm. because you can actually spend time, individual time with yeah. all of these people that I you need it. to talk I, to. That's right? true. That's correct. That's and correct. so here's the deal. We'll take whatever. Right. We'll take however it comes. We'll take whatever. If we, if I can be in front of students to, to, to give them some of my information, mm-hmm. I'll take that. I'll take that. However it comes right. in whatever, in small packages in large packages, mm-hmm. However, we can do it because that's the key point. That's the key point. Let's motivate our young people. Let's validate our young people. Mm-hmm. Let's give them energy. Let's give them hope that they can go out and accomplish their dreams. Right. Because regardless of whether they accomplish their dreams or not, that journey in life is going to make them a better human being. There you go. And, and, that's, that's, and, that's, and that's great advice. That's really great Dale. advice coming, coming from my new best friend. <laughs> But uh, I mean, it, it's it's awesome, man, to hear that. Uh, you know, from a Valley native itself. Now let's go back to the Valley native thing. Yes, what is, what do you most miss from oh, the Valley besides the food? Uh, that's what I, I know gonna gonna say. Say. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. It's the food. You know, the very first thing I eat when I get down here. What's the very a botana? Oh, you mean that's the very first thing I eat. Uh, and per se, the to second. What? Okay, water burger. I mean, certainly the role of Ernie and George Lopez, mm-hmm. um, because it was written so well and because I was acting opposite George Lopez and because both our energies melded together so well, right. we made a really good team. That was, that was, that was the point when I was doing that show, that was one of the first times that I started feeling like, okay, man, I can call myself an actor. I can call myself a real, real actor yeah. now. And that's also not. Of course, I had already been an actor. Right, right. But as an artist, you're always questioning yourself. Am I yeah, good enough? Am exactly, I good enough? And exactly. that was the point where I thought, okay, okay, I arrived. Mm-hmm. I arrived. I'm there. That would that would have been one. And then 
The other one, um, I would say, would be probably the very first film I did, the one that I mentioned, Southside the Motion Picture. Right. That right. very first one. Because when I first got to LA, I was confident in my work, but I didn't know how that was going to stack up against everybody else's stuff. Right, exactly. But then once I got on, on the set and I started working and I started seeing the dailies and all this other kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I thought to myself, okay, all right, all right. I'm not the best right, yet. Right. And who knows if I'll ever be the best. Mm -hmm. But I can see that I can play with these guys. Right. I right. got enough skill to play with these guys. Mm -hmm. So from then on, it's just about yeah. let's get better. Yeah, you can run, with, run with let's the pack. Better. I got you. Yeah, you yeah, run yeah. With the pack. Yeah. Let's get in condition. Right, Let's figure right. out what it is I need to do to run faster or right. run longer or whatever it might be. Right? Right. And so probably those are the are, are, are the are the two main ones. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Now I got one more for you. And this one, this is like one of the I guess the everybody calls it the Oprah question. A ver. <laughs> After you everything, get, <laughs> you get what I mean. You get. <laughs> when it's all said and done, the chapter has been closed. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered by? All the students that I talked to and all the times I gave them some good advice because I've been do, I've been coming back to this film festival for nine years now. I've been here all nine years. And and even before that, I've most of the people that I went to college with became drama teachers. And so every time I would come down here, I would drop in on one of their drama classes and I would talk to kids That's and awesome. all that kind of stuff. Oh, That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And that that is what I would like to be remembered for. I want to be a footnote in everybody else's story. I want That's everybody else to succeed. And maybe on page 35 or what was he, there's a little footnote that says, Oh yeah, and one time I let I talked to him three years and he gave me and he gave me some advice and it turned out pretty good. Blah 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 blah. I don't think it's just gonna be one that they'll probably be about at least six or seven paragraphs. That's what I wish. That's the kind of stuff I wish. And I already have people. I have somebody came up to me and go and just just right now she said, I talked to you five years ago and you told me that they're at UTRGV, they had a program for what I wanted to study, and she's going into the technical side and she goes a month ago, I just graduated with a degree wow. from UTRGV. Wow. I let you push that little orange. You don't know. Little orange okay, no. And that, to me, man, that's better than... Over the moon. Over dude, the moon. come yeah. on. Yeah. You, somebody just came up to you and said, you said something to me that was that, that landed, that was very effective, and that and that was a good advice. And, and now I have a college degree. Oh my God! Are you kidding that's, me? That's crazy, man. That's that's awesome. I mean, it's that's, beautiful. That's something they do. Makes of me want to cry. They give you a word of a word of advice from you, push someone's life to a further extent to yeah. where they, they they want it to be. Yeah, and that's awesome. You made a you made a like you said a footnote in their life. Yeah, that's, that's exactly awesome. Right? That's that, that's freaking awesome. It is. Look at it. It is. That's awesome. Man. And and the work that I do in L.A. is what helps me. Like we were talking earlier, mm -hmm. what opens the door a little bit wider for me. And so the advice I might be giving might land with them better than if it was their parents or some teacher or something like that. Right. And so that's it, man. That's it right there. And that's why I will always keep coming back and always, awesome. always open myself to whatever help I can do to any of the students or any yeah. of, anything like that. I hear you, man. I, I appreciate you coming down once again to the RGB, man. You're welcome. And keep, keep coming back. I will. Keep coming back. I'm, can you do me a I favor will. and sign yes, that sir. book for me right yes, there? Yes, I will. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, it'll be open today till I think 9 o'clock tonight. Edinburgh, Texas here, the Renaissance uh, Convention Center. Come on out. And the facilities are free. Come and meet. 
Mr. Valiente Rodriguez here yes. and a lot of other celebrities that will be available. I'm going to be here tomorrow también. Yeah. And then also, like every guest, they get a liquid death, oh, a little from wow. water for free. No, que no, liquid death from my new best friend. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a, just for you, buddy. Thank Enjoy you very much. Enjoy that. Thank you very much, man. You're very and, welcome. Uh, all power to you and hope nothing but good things come your way. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. Yes. Coming out to the festival. Come on out to the festival. Come on we'll out, guys. guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot more. <laughs> Thank you very much. We got a lot more facility, uh, facilities for you guys. A lot more actors and celebrities come in to talk to us. The doors will be open late today. I mean, come on in and enjoy yourself. What are you waiting for? I know, I know, I know. It's 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 Friday night football. Ahí está el, el tío y la tía mirando su su uh, su nephew or el abuelita, su amamen, el hijo, el grandson jugando football, la mija, el cheerleader. I understand that. I totally understand. You can't make it today. Come out tomorrow. Come out tomorrow. Doors will be open. I believe at 9 a.m. in the morning, and they're gonna have a bunch of a bunch of panels for you to come and check it out. What are you waiting for, guys? South Texas Film Festival for free. What more do you want? Guys, hang in there. We're going to take a little time out. And uh, we got some more festivities coming our way. Uh, big shout out to all our sponsors, too. Also, because, uh, I mean, without them, it would not be possible. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Oh, trust me, the night's not over. We got more for you. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Ladies, Gators. Welcome back, guys, to the True New Podcast. And like I said, it is on a Friday night. One more to do to come to Edinburgh, Texas and enjoy the South Texas International Film Festival. What more do you want? And you pick up local, well, not local, celebrities. And one gentleman right next to me, a special uh, makeup fix? A makeup, makeup artist. Yeah. Makeup artist. Man. John, I, I, I film the television. Uh, that was, yeah. uh, it was for... Oh my gosh! I was reading your, I was reading the outline right now, and I completely I went blank right the first second. <laughs> Mr. John, how you pronounce your last name? Caglione. Caglione. Yeah, I love that last name, Caglione, man. Because you know he's related to the family in some sort of way. <laughs> yes, I've used that. Yeah, to get out of that's, trouble. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, uh, what? Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you come into the into the makeup business? All that good stuff. We're talking, start from from a young age. How, what made you want to do what you're doing right now? Oh, well, you know, I, I love the old monster movies. There you go. You know, the old horror, the universal horror movies. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Frankenstein and the Wolfman and all that. And then the movie The Exorcist came out. Oh, right? Changed everybody's life. Yeah, uh, blew my mind. <laughs> I slept in my parents' rooms for like a week. <laughs> the piece who got, oh. got me and the head spinning oh. got me. That, 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 that got me yeah. good. Yeah, you know, the one thing that's uh, in that movie that no, don't, people don't realize, which is one of the heavier makeups in it, is the old priest, Father Marin. Really? He was only 46 years old. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I didn't know that. Cito. Yeah, that's like the makeup that's the cool one is that wow. his guy's whole face is prosthetics. Really? Yeah. So huh. that's something, you know, when you look at it, uh-huh. that guy is really like uh, for only 46 years old in real life. Wow. So that's a cool makeup. But anyway, now when I saw that movie, uh, I wanted to get in touch with the makeup artist, Dick Smith, who's like the greatest right, right. red effects makeup. Right, right. Uh, you know, he did the Godfather movies, mm-hmm. he did Marlon Brando's old age makeup in The Godfather. Gotcha. And uh, I was about 15, and I didn't know where dick smith was i didn't mm-hmm. know if he was in hollywood or wherever but my mother had a, a gossip magazine okay. at that time when the exorcist was out uh-huh. and in the in the gossip magazine there was the address for the linda blair fan club linda blair was the possessed girl in the exorcist. right exactly 
So that uh, that address was at Warner Brothers Studios in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a letter to Dick Smith, and I drew a picture of like a caricature of Dick Smith on the envelope okay. in big letters: Dick Smith, the makeup artist, the Exorcist. I <laughs> tried to make it look, you know, there you go, there you go. So it would stand out. And I sent that letter to the Linda Blair fan club in mm-hmm. Hollywood. And I've told people it was like being stranded on a desert island and putting a note in the bottle and in the, in the throwing right, into just the ocean. Hopefully somebody reads it. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. And it was a miracle. Somebody sent that letter to Dick Smith's awesome. home where okay. he has a basement workshop. Uh-huh. And I was playing football in the street with my friends. I'm from New York. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, and funny. I was playing football in the street with my friends. And my, uh-huh. mother, my mother yells, Johnny, Dick Smith's on the phone. Holy moly. Like the greatest makeup guy calls me. Wow. So there's wow. got to be something going on, you know? <laughs> something so in the stars. That, yeah, started, I got you. that started my career, basically. He uh-huh. took me under his wing. And uh-huh. Then when I was 18 years old, NBC in New York was looking for an apprentice. There used to be an apprenticeship program. Right, there. right. And they were doing this new show, this live show called Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So um, they called Dick Smith and they said, do you have any young guy? Yeah, Johnny. I got this guy, Johnny. I went down and I did a makeup on a friend. I did this whole monster makeup. Uh-huh. And I got hired that wow. day. So I was I went from high school to doing Saturday Night Live, putting cone heads on and wow. putting the soul patches the on the whole Dan Aykroyd cone head and all that yeah. good stuff. Oh, yeah. my goodness. All right. So that was my that was my start. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So write letters to people. <laughs> you know, ask people, you know, asking people for help right. is a good thing. Right. And and your your career so on went forward. And through the years, you ended up doing a little film called Dick Tracy. Yeah. And that got you part of the, uh, an Academy Award, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. We won the Oscar. Wow, my, man. my buddy, Dutch, Doug Drexler. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that was another miracle, man, where we're from New York. We're New York makeup guys. Right. And uh, I had done the movie The Cotton Club okay. a few years before. Did the effects makeup through Dick Smith, who recommended me for that one. <laughs> there you go. So... On that one, long story short, the production designer, Richard Silbert, was on Cotton Club. Okay. And the costume designer, Milena Cananero, fade to Dick Tracy. They're on that movie. Oh, awesome. And they said, there's this guy, Johnny, in New York that's pretty good. He does prosthetics. So I went out to meet Warren Beatty. Oh, And I met Warren. He directed Dick Tracy. He starred in it. And, uh, you know, he liked the way I was going to design the makeup in the movie. So we got hired. That's awesome. And we went from New York to Hollywood. You got the green light. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. And, and doing the prosthetics that you do, I mean, I remember the Dick Tracy. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, the one that got me was, oh, what was his name? The one with all the, the bumps, like? the, all the bumps on his face. All the bumps on his face. Oh, my God. I keep forgetting his <laughs> name. Prune face? Prune face. Prune face. Yeah. What? R.G. Armstrong. Yeah. What goes into, I know it's a lot of timing yeah. and a lot of work. Uh-huh. I mean, is it frustrating for the actor to go through that, or do, you, do they have to? What's the process? Well, the first thing with that movie was that Chester Gould drew the comic strip. Right, right. The great illustration by Chester mm-hmm. Gould. So that was my Bible. There you go. So the, there was a blueprint of Pruneface. Right. But our trick was to make Pruneface kind of be able to stand next to Warren Beatty, who's wearing no makeup. Yeah. So it could be a big yeah. cartoon head, like it's, in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the process is you take a mold of a guy's, we took R.G. Armstrong's, a mold of his face, mm-hmm. 
And then on that plaster cast of his face, we sculpt in clay the, the changes we want to make. Oh, okay. So okay. it's basically a clay mask on a plaster cast of the actor's face. And then through mold making process, we make those clay pieces into foam latex appliances oh, okay. that are custom built to fit on the actor's face. Wow. Yeah, so I think Pruneface had like five or six different pieces that overlapped. Yeah. And foam rubber is very flexible. So that's basically, it starts out with a clay sculpture. Right, right. It winds up being foam rubber that fits the actor. Yeah. And then you get great actors and yeah. great makeup. Yeah, they fill, you know, to fill up the mask itself. Yeah, yeah I, I got you. And, and the crazy thing is, I mean, you've done you've done a couple of films. What is the most... I don't want to say frustrating, but the most challenging one that you've done in your career so far. Well, makeup wise, mm-hmm. yeah, I. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, you know, there's there's a certain amount of challenge in a lot of those prosthetic makeups. Mm-hmm. I did something with Russell Crowe uh, called The Loudest Voice, and he plays Roger Ailes. Okay. That did that in 2018 or 2019 with him, and it was a real rush job. And uh, so just the, the the amount of lack of time to prepare, that was very stressful. That wow. was a challenge. But we pulled right. it off, and it, it turned out pretty good. That's good. But, um, yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was a I, tough I mean, one. It, 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 I look at that. I mean, I've, I've seen so many movies that have makeup prosthetics and so much stuff that they've done to different movies, some of my favorite movies that I've seen, especially like the, like the Marvels and yeah. all the superhero stuff, you know, and seeing the bad guys, the way they're dressed that yeah. in, in particular makeup and that, all the effects they put on their face. Mm-hmm. But I know it's an art. Did you know at a young age that you really want to, I oh, mean, yeah. I know learning, I know about the exercise, but yeah. I mean, what, what that, was that that really grasped you to want to do that? That was it. That, that film was the one that just said, you know, this is something I, that I really want to check out and mm-hmm. try to, try to, try to get decent at. And who were your guinea pigs? <laughs> well, most of it was me, <laughs> you know, I mean, I tore my face up, man. Really? And, so many different and your and your parents. What, what oh, my, I drove them crazy. They're, God bless them for what I put them through. Uh, yeah, and I would try to get my hands on anybody I could. Really, and Halloween was like Christmas. Oh, to me. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I so. can only believe. That. I'm pretty sure you had a line in your backyard waiting to get oh, get yeah. fixed up. But it was weird. I mean, this is you're talking about the mid '70s, and I was right. a kid, and you know, it wasn't too cool to do effects makeup back in the '70s, right, mid '70s. Right. And I like to play sports. So there's this kid in high school who does plays football, basketball. And he's athletic, mm-hmm. but he likes to do plays and do, do makeup. So hey. it was a, you know, it's kind of a yeah. weird, you know. And, I mean, that that gives you more character. But you know, I have to say, it was a nice. I was a very shy guy. Uh-huh. It was a nice way to meet girls. You know, to, to, to do. <laughs> so there it is. Because you you're know. doing the makeup all wrong, so we are coming. <laughs> Yeah, and by, did you ever did get you played football? You yeah. said yeah. by any chance did you ever put any prosthetics on your face for the game? Oh, injuries? Yeah, like to get out of school. <laughs> I, I tried that one time. <laughs> I actually did. Crazy. Did it didn't work. It didn't work. No, oh, she, she she nailed me. Oh my god. Miss Young's the school nurse. nurse. Yeah, she got me. Oh my goodness. It's like, get out of here, Kagi. You're nuts. <laughs> Crazy nuts. So when you uh, you said at the age of eighteen. Yeah, For eighteen. You went straight to Pro uh, start yeah. up to uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, you started doing that. So you got to work with quite a few, pretty much iconic uh, legends that came out through that cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, were do they still reach out to you and say, "Hey, man, this is the guy we want to come"? Uh, I mean, have you had any anybody request you to come I on? Have. on really? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did Dick Tracy and I met Al Pacino. Okay. And helped, you know, design his makeup for the character Big Boy. Okay. And I've pretty much been his makeup man ever since Dick Tracy. Really? Yeah. Wow. So that was wow. amazing. That's just, um, I don't even know how that works or right. why that happens, but I've, I've done like probably like 16 or 17 different jobs with Al. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the years, and it's just been incredible. Wow, that that's amazing. Yeah, now, that's pretty special. We know that Halloween yeah. is around the corner, I and I know wait. tomorrow is it today or tomorrow? You you're holding a shop? Yeah, we're going to do something right here. We're going to do a little uh, demonstration, like a one hour demo. Really? And we're going to do like a Halloweeny little fun thing. All that right, kids and adults might get a kick out of. <laughs> Yeah. You're going to send their kids home as ghouls by the end of the night. A little bit of a ghoul, but kind of a little <laughs> fun kind of ghoul. There you go. There you Nothing go. Nothing too bloody and crazy. Any word of advice for these young and upcoming uh, that wants to go around your field? A word of yeah. advice for them? Well, you got to love it. I mean, you got to be able to understand that in our business, it's Feast or Famine. You really have to want it. You have to really love it. And even you can work really hard at it, but it's, a, you know, it's the chances that you'll make it is nil that you're making as a professional right so you have to know that but like anything else you have to practice and work hard and and have a dream mm-hmm. and uh and just go for it there's so much information out there on the internet right that they have and right you know just yeah, hey listen if i i mean i come from humble beginnings really man you know That's good. That's with good. nobody in show business in my family mm-hmm. so if i could do it from upstate new york then you know everyone's got a shot at it it's america man you could do it you right know, it's right. like Pretty much just take your shot. The land of the free and the brave. brave. You yeah. got to be brave. Yeah, you know? yeah, so. yeah. You got to step up to the plate. And yeah. uh, you got to be ready for what comes in front of you. you be, I mean, you get knocked down. The old saying, my father says, if you get knocked down, get back up. Because, I mean, there's no point of you just staying on the ground. Get up and do something for yourself. That's right. You know? Yeah, I got you. Now, right, here's yeah. the Oprah question. I've been giving this one all night. See, the, Oprah question. the Oprah question. <laughs> I like to call it the Oprah question. Excuse me. Am I going to cry? I don't know. Maybe you will. Oh, I don't okay. know. I, I don't have any tissues, so don't come up with a special effects thing because I ain't going to work because I already know <laughs> what you are about. But <laughs> but okay. after it's all been said and done, the chapters you're in life are closing already. What do you want to be remembered by? You mean by my work? Everything. God. Everything. Well, in everything. Well, you know, um, in the work, I, I think, I, you know, for my obituary, yeah. I think it will probably says something like the guy that did the Joker makeup died today. Oh um, my gosh. So I think there'll be that. But um I don't know that just basically I gave it my best shot. Like I have always approached my work like my life depended on it. Right. So I just gave it my best. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Right, right. And uh and uh, you know, just to enjoy everyone as much as possible because it's just you know it's just could all be over tomorrow wow, that's good that's you know, it's, you know that's so just answer. enjoy right now so yeah. as far as the joker you mentioned the joker makeup yeah and this is with uh keith ledger is i've always you know what now that i have the person the man to ask this question because mm-hmm. i've heard so many different things about what he did for the character mm-hmm. you know great actor i mean dearly missed uh, and amazing, um, just amazing oh, iconic Joker. performance. Yes, just amazing. Is it true? Is it true that he put cotton balls in his cheeks to do the actual voice? No, 
I did not ever see that. No, no. Okay, because no. is the reason is that I asked. I, that, that's I've what never they, heard that. That's before. what I've heard. So I mean, and go, he would use cotton balls and inside his inside his mouth. That's when he had that rash voice. No, every time kidding. he would talk, and I was like, nah, that can't be right. I don't think anybody could talk with cotton balls in their mouth. But that's, but now that I have proof right here, yeah. no, no cotton the man, balls there by the man who actually did the design, <laughs> which is freaking incredible. I mean, I think. Personally, yeah. I mean, I like Dick Tracy, yeah. But the work he did on Heath well, is um, it that, was yeah. it amazing. The whole film, amazing, the performance is amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I said it, I said it at the show here. Um, no one knows who I am when they go in the theater. Yeah. So the actors make you well known, and if yeah. you get as lucky as I have had a few times in my career to do makeup on Heath Ledger or Al Pacino. You know what I mean, man. You let them know who you are, and just looking at yeah. why you're so serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. I appreciate you coming on the podcast for oh, having a little so moment. Let me have you sign that for me right oh, there. Another, another, another celebrity in the Chunu podcast show, guys. Like I said before, if you're missing tonight, come in tomorrow. I believe you'll be holding the class tomorrow. Tomorrow at 10 a.m. We'll be putting on some makeup and having some fun. There you go, guys. Yeah. Come on out. Have some fun. Yeah. I mean, I understand. Like I said earlier, I know it's Friday night, high school football, Friday night lights. Totally understand. But, guys, you have anything to do tomorrow, come out here and enjoy yourself. It's a lot of fun for the family and a lot of cool things to uh, take in perspective. If you ever want to go into Hollywood or I like down, called it down here, a very big word, Valleywood is what we call it down here. So, I mean, I appreciate you coming down doing what you do. Oh man. And uh, I mean, continue, just continue doing what you're doing, man. Cause I Me mean, too. if it, I know you have more films coming up that you're going to be part of. Yeah. And uh, we would love to hear from you I'd and see you. I'd love to have you on the show again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in a few minutes. Let's go ahead and pay some bills. I got some sponsors that have been telling me, why haven't you put my stuff up? Here we go, guys.
you're having minor setbacks on a law issue, maybe a car accident recently, or something a little bit more serious, or it could be something going to bankruptcy, give Ephraim Molina, attorney at law, a call. They will go through every step of the process to figure out exactly what can be done and done by the book. And he'll be with you every step of the way until the judge makes his final verdict. Give the law offices of Ephraim Molina a call at 956-391-2754, located at 113 West Sabana Street, Edinburgh, Texas. And you're only a phone call away. Pandemic. Uh, we traveled through all 32 states of Mexico just to showcase the, the beauty of Mexico through a science fiction movie. Really? This is a little bit different. Uh, this is not a documentary. This is to show the world the, the cultural heritage in Mexico. And what's the name of the company? I'm sorry. Destino 111. Okay, okay, okay. Destino 111, mm -hmm. yes. And so um, the, the idea behind the movie, once again, is to showcase the beauty of Mexico through a very well-developed storyline, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was decided so people can see, yeah, see that so, stuff Yeah, so back there. If, if you see in wow. front of me, right, like literally right here, this is one of the images. So this right here is El Ciervo Blanco. Wow. que representa el yin y tenemos al humano aquí aquí que representa el yang uh -huh. is the the yin yang the yin combination yang. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. so um, once again there's a lot of richness in our culture in Mexico and a lot of um, lessons that have been lost throughout the years and so we use the science fiction that our you know, cultural heritage has to create right. it and portray it in a movie. Right. Uh, this is different. We've never done, nobody has ever done something like that. Nobody has recorded right. through all 32 states. Okay. And uh, we visited also 121 Pueblos Magicos. Wow. Which are the, the little tiny towns in between, uh, you know, the big cities of Mexico that still preserve Mayas, Incas, all this um uh, cultural once again heritage in, right. in Mexico, and we're bringing it to the to the to the big screen, you know. Right, right. So, but yeah. I mean, these—if you look at these bad boys over here, man, I, I seriously—I've been sitting in front of these all day today, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, when I walked in and I was setting up, I saw them. I'm like, oh, these are these are nice little little statues back here, you know. They're, they're nice. I like the the way that dragon butt. Well, it looks like a, what, what's this one called? It's un quetzal. Okay, that. Oh, I, I can't say that, but yeah. <laughs> and then they got the young, the older gentleman in the corner. Mm -hmm. It's a god, and it's also a un abuelo danzante. Okay. Uh, tenemos una una historia muy bonita en México de los abuelos danzantes. Una danza muy popular regional de México. Mm -hmm. uh, digo, la hemos la hemos aprendido a través de los años. La presentan en las primarias, la presentan en la secundaria. Es parte de es parte de, de una cultura mexicana y cualquier persona de México que le, que le platiques y le preguntes de los abuelos danzantes te van a decir qué es porque ellos saben. These aluminum cans, you fold them and, mm -hmm. you know, you spray them down and you make them look elegant, you know, really, really ancient. Right. And then when I was over there, I was asking him, I was I asked him a question. I go, you know what time the, everything's shutting down? We're shutting down already. And he's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I go, wow. Well, these are, I asked him, these were your pieces. And he said, yeah, they are. I go, they're, they're pretty nice. And he, she go, you go, they're made out of paper. I'm like, what? I go, no. He goes, they're made out of paper. And you, they are literally made out of, it looks like card, cardboard paper. Yeah. 
that I'm looking at it, and that's just it's a, you should see the detail, guys. It is amazing. Is there a website they can go and see all this stuff that you can check this out? Yes, so uh, you can check out our film in our Facebook right now. We're doing a lot of uh, propaganda to a certain degree, right? Okay. On on our Facebook page is Destino 111, mm-hmm. Destino 111. Uh, you will be able to see our trailer, you will be able to see our teaser, you will be able to see a couple of shots of our you know travel, mm-hmm. uh, or our adventure in Mexico. And also, if you see the reason why we have so many pieces of art mm-hmm. is because we have so much material that we collected through the years that we've been, you know, recording this movie uh-huh. that now we also have an, an art gallery. Oh, okay. So the art gallery is located in Monterrey in Plaza Nuevo Sur, uh, right next to Cinepolis, which is the, one of the big um, uh, movie theaters over there in Monterrey. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why I share this with you guys is because we're bringing pieces to the United States. We are here uh, showcasing our art, you know, visiting the, the film festivals to let people know that Destino right. Sintons is coming to, to the United States. Right. Uh, we're bringing a little piece of Mexico to the United States. Yeah. So, uh, and it's the real Mexico, you know, yeah, yeah, like the, 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 the cultural heritage, once again, that we've inherited from years and years and years, the lessons that we've learned through right. our through our trip and our adventure in Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, it's here and it's here to stay and to stay uh, present in the big screen. That's awesome, man. I mean, like I said, unbelievable art, beautiful. Uh, I mean, I'm, for me, not really going up to it and just looking at because anything that's art like that, I don't want to touch because I eventually break it by accident. So I'm going to go touch it. But just going to it and looking at it, I mean, it is beautiful, elegant, and beautiful. Thank you, wow, thank you, man. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast, talking yeah, a little of course. bit. Let me have you and you sign that for me as a guest on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a couple of more minutes before we are out of here. I know there's going to be an after party. Ooh, ooh. No, I'm just joking. Now, but <laughs> hopefully, everybody heads out, uh, heads out of here. If you get a chance tomorrow, swing on by, enjoy the festivities. Like I said, once again, it's free, no, no charge or anything. Come by and enjoy yourselves. All right, man. So uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Uh, stay tuned and don't go anywhere. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, on True New Podcast. And next to me, in my point of view, if if, if you're, if, if, <laughs> I'm going to put it like this. And, and for those of you uh, housewives back in the day of General Hospital, <laughs> you know this gentleman right here next to me, Mr. Michael Gregory on the Tudor Podcast, man. Wow, how you been? I've been good, and if they remember me from the uh, the uh, General Hospital, uh, they are older people now. <laughs> uh, I left the show, so it's interesting because yesterday they were saying Michael Gregory from General Hospital. I left the show in 1978. Hey. Uh, I did about 300 shows, and when I look at IMDb, it upsets me because they have me down for three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, not only that, you also do, and my son's probably going to flip, you do also voiceovers on video games, correct? Yeah, I've done um, Star Wars, The Old Republic, uh, Madden. um, Let's see. see, I've told so many people today. (laughs) I answered that question. Uh, the latest one is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, my goodness. All oh, right, all right, all right. Cool. And uh, again, I've been lucky. When I was 12 years old, people saying, you're going into radio? I said, no, I want to be in pictures. There you go. There you go. And uh, 
I decided at the age of five years old, I wanted to be a cowboy. And I knew the mm-hmm. only way a kid from Brooklyn was going to be a cowboy was in the movies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I hear you. <laughs> so, I mean, take us from the beginning. What made you want to become a, a voiceover actor, an actor, all that good stuff? Uh, okay. Uh, they said you going into radio. And so, you know, it was God's gift. It's not anything I studied for. Right. And I don't sing. Uh, and, and so that's not one of my fortes. Uh, <laughs> And what happened was I had done the Partridge family back in the 70s. Okay. And David Gerber, the head of Screen Gems, um, was losing his hearing. Mm-hmm. He could not hear the higher voices uh, that some actors had. And there was a police officer in a scene, and he had a high voice. Mm-hmm. And David said, get that guy from the Partridge family. They brought me in back in the 70s uh, to do, for this guy, it was two or three lines. Uh-huh. You do two or three lines, they pay $225. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There and you go. I started to leave, and they said, could you do another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and so I was doing that fairly steadily, and then I got on the soap operas, and I'm working three days a week, mm-hmm. uh, maybe more, not knowing what days I'm going to be working. Right, And right. so every time they called, which, could you come in and do... <laughs> no. Right, right. And so lucky for the second guy in line because he got those jobs. And go. then when I left the soap, all the people that I had worked for left the business. They mm-hmm. retired. Right. So it was 15 years ago. My manager is uh, Dutch was Sylvester Stallone's bodyguard when Sly only had one. Oh, okay. All right. And he's a very handy individual. And I was uh, Dean Martin's bodyguard. Oh, I was 47 pounds heavier. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so sometimes we argue and he says he'll stand up and he'll say, you know, I still got one good fight. in <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, Don't yeah, we all? <laughs> yeah. But uh, with him, I would do it from across the street with a 357. Because <laughs> he is a very handy individual. Uh, so anyway, that was the, the soap. The soaps really kind of gave me a footing in the industry. But 15 years ago, he said to me, you know, you should do voiceovers. Mm-hmm. And one of his clients is a man named Stephen Stanton. Mm-hmm. Stephen can revoice the big stars when they can't come into loop. Really? Uh, he's magic. And he was my mentor. He told me what type of mic, what kind of programs to get to work on. Um, he's got a $25,000 studio and they said, Michael, you have the same sound that he has. W- what mm-hmm. did you do? I just have a lot of crap in my house. <laughs> and it eats up the ambient sound. Yeah, right, right. Good acoustics. Yes. Good acoustics. Yes. <laughs> and so, the, as it's, I said, the last 15 years, it has been games, commercials. Uh, I did Jeep. I did Dodge. Uh, uh, I did most of the different wow. car companies. Um I'm driving a Buick now. They haven't called me in, so I may not do that for much longer. Oh, that that, that kind of came out of left field, but all right. <laughs> now, going through the years, uh, did you feel more comfortable doing voice voice acting? I mean, as far well, as being okay, on the screen? As, as a person who does podcasts and, right. and radio and things like that, uh, if you work from your home, mm-hmm you know that you can get up, sit down, and record in your underwear. Exactly. You don't have to get dressed up, go out into the heat, sweat, 
uh, deal so with true. traffic. This is so true. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was fun. The other thing that's fun is I always believe that the Stanislavski method was cult. Right. Uh, it was only about 10 years ago that I got hip to the fact that I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> and okay. the techniques that we use to uh, actually build a character before we we go into rehearsals right. or even sit down uh, for mm -hmm. a table read mm -hmm. is is so comprehensive that it helps voiceovers because mm -hmm. as an actor on camera, I have my whole body to kind of talk with. And as you know, most of communication when you're talking to people is body communication. Exactly. That's not what you say. Exactly. So with voiceovers, you only have the voice. Exactly. And uh, very fortunate to have learned about Stanislavski uh, finally and figured out the techniques that I have to do to build a character. And right. it's, it's made a world of difference. Awesome. Yeah. And, and the more I hear your voice, for some reason, I hear Paul Harvey. <laughs> I remember Paul. Harvey. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. It just—it's like it's nostalgic right now, man. <laughs> it's interesting because over the years, I worked with George Carlin on a project, and oh I was a big, I was a big Lenny Bruce fan back in the day, right. and so was he. Right. And so uh, I don't know if it was just the fact because I said I worked for Dean Martin. I hung out with Dean, and mm -hmm. what happens is you kind of pick up that. Uh, that attitude, you know, yeah, and it's like, okay, Pally, come on, let's uh, let's party. Wow, man, that's <laughs> so awesome! <laughs> that is so awesome. And so, a lot of people said, God, you sound like George Carlin, and I guess it it's just kind of mood because I grew up in Brooklyn and I spent five years talking around with, and I'm putting my fingers in my yeah. mouth now, so you know, <laughs> I spent five years with dogs in my mouth, speaking very slowly. <laughs> So I wouldn't talk like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and not that some people can't work that way, right. but it really limits your abilities to get a job. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And, and that's, that's, that's nuts. I mean, for so much what you have as far as, as far as a background, I mean, I was reading some of the stuff you had on there on, on the, on the pamphlet. It's you are literally, I mean, as far as voice wise, it, you're a, you're a walking legend, man. You're Thank a walking legend. The only thing I haven't done has been audiobooks, and they scared me for a long period of time because uh -huh. of the different characters that you have to do yeah. that quickly. Exactly. And one of the guys said to me, he says, Michael, you just take a magic marker and you use different colors for each character. <laughs> and that way it locks it. In. Right, right. Well, I did not think of that. <laughs> Duh. I got you. Well, that's, 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 pretty, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, knowing... The fact that you've done so much, and any word of advice for these young entrepreneurs that want to go into into voiceovers or or even video game voiceovers, man. I mean, anything you can, any advice? Well, again, uh, there are so many gamers, and so you know, if you're not a gamer, uh, you're not doing the world of gaming any service by trying to do voiceovers, right? For them, um, I, again. The rules that I talked about, the Stanislavski concepts mm -hmm. of, you know, what happened, what is the prior moment before the scene started? What was happening 24 hours before? What was happening 48 hours before? Mm -hmm. What is the communion that you should be having with the person in the scene with you? What is your relationship? Um, what is it you want from them? 
What is it they want from you? Mm -hmm. um, answering all these questions brings that character into focus because when you audition, if you're lucky, you get a picture of the character that they have in mind. So that's a start. Then they give you a description. Uh, sometimes the description is great and locks you in, and other times it's like he's mean and nasty, and he's a real SOB, but he's got a heart of gold. <laughs> We're talking about the Grinch here. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? And so it's always what you can bring, what, what creativity is sparked by taking a look at, at right. this photo and what they've told you right. or what they've messed with your mind I to got tell you. you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's about that. The other thing with voiceovers is you have to practice all all the time. You know, pick up a book, read aloud. Right. Uh, get with a group of friends. If they are also interested in voiceovers, mm -hmm. tape yourselves. Right. Doing the same commercial, doing the same uh, discovery, whatever it is that you guys are doing, mm -hmm. you don't do it in front of each other. Each one of you make a decision. You tape it. Each one goes in and tapes it. Right. And then you listen to it to see, ah, oh, he did this. Okay. Why didn't I think of that? Gotcha, gotcha, uh, gotcha. And it raises the bar. Stephen Stanton, who I mentioned, mm -hmm. just he's Commander Tarkin in the Star Wars uh, right, games. Right. And um, as I said, if a major star can't come in, he does their voice. Wow. I'm sorry. I got this voice, but I don't have that talent. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. any talent yeah, that gotcha, I see. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and so, uh, again, practice, practice, and mm -hmm. also do exercises for your lips, your mouth, right. your tongue, mm -hmm. and your throat. Right. Um, I can make my uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Before I went in, uh, I was with a bunch of football players, pro football players, uh -huh. and they were partying, and we're at a bar. And have to talk very loud. Right. So I didn't have to go out in my car and scream for a while the night before. Right. Which makes my voice deeper. Yeah. And and yeah. so little tricks that you learn yeah. over time. And I still do humming exercises going up, going down. Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's a good exercise yeah, for the yeah. vocals. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And uh, it loosens it up because for the games in particular, you end up screaming a lot. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And you can mess up. If you've got a job in the morning, you've been screaming, and then you've got a director who you're supposed to work with in the afternoon, and <laughs> the voice isn't what he hired. Right. They ain't happy. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Let me give you. Let me give you the the closing the, of what I call the Oprah question. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> after everything's said and done, the book is finally closed. What do you want to be remembered by? The fact that I used any celebrity that I may have had to help other people. Uh, I'm with Army recruiting. I figure if I'm going to help bring guys in, I'm going to damn well help them on the backside. Right. Um, when I was on the soap operas, I was doing 20 charity events a year. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, again, uh, working with Dean Martin, who said, Pally, I don't even sing that good, but the people love me. And if they didn't, <laughs> I might as well have been a plumber in Steubenville, Ohio. Uh, he knew how lucky he was, and the power was the people. And I love people. And it's gotten me the events that I've done. I've gotten to ski Austria and Germany for the March of Dimes. I got to shoot with Erlene Mandrell. Uh, wow. Golf with all the Super Bowl guys down at the Lone Star Classic in, in Austin. Right. Um, and uh, again, I've just been fortunate and 
if I can share any good news and make the world a better place, my attitude is make every day some kind of holiday. There you go. Yeah. Spoken like a true Jedi right there. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Mr. Ge- uh, Gregory that you came on here, man. Uh, it's it's a, it's been a pleasure. I know we got the fans coming out already. All the music, uh, <laughs> out yeah, the theater, and they want to get us out of yeah. the parking lot well, before some, they, they hit the I street. I got something for you. Hold on. And we always give one, and I think he's going to be my last guest tonight. It's a uh, liquid death water just for you. <laughs> Enjoy that. That's <laughs> just you. for you. And I appreciate you coming down to the RGB and spreading some of your knowledge down here to the young uh, young entrepreneurs, uh, filmmakers, and anybody who's trying to get into the filming business. I appreciate right, that. Right. Yeah. Thank you it's, very much. it's hard. And let me add this. Yes, sir. We're on strike right now. Part of it is about AI. AI will put us all out of business, and we're starting with actors and writers, but it will hit every industry, so we've got to get a handle on it. Right. That's what this strike is about. Hopefully, we can uh, beat them into liquid death. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Take that and, and like it. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Wow, man. The word of advice from Mr. Mr. Gregory here, great podcast. I'm glad he took the time to come and talk to us, man. And, and I think I got a couple of minutes more to do a couple of more interviews. So I'm going to hang on for a little bit longer, guys. Uh, slowly close the book on this year's South Texas International Film Festival. Uh, if you are watching or you are listening to this on Monday morning, you missed it. You missed it. You get a better plan for next year to come by and check it out. Because it's a great event, guys. You get to meet a bunch of awesome people great celebrities uh and you ever want to go into film you want to be an actor you want to do anything like that you have to come out here and check this out get something get informed get get yourself situated with these people man because i mean the more you know the better you're going to get good you're at your uh at your art so hang in there guys we'll be back in a few minutes to close out our uh, podcast and you know here we go hang on guys and we are back, guys, on Chewy Podcast, and I got some familiar people right next to me. If you don't recognize that, I have my film rolling in front of the table of last year's guest. This is the city is back on the Chewy Podcast, man. Oh, my gosh. Valleywood. They're the ones that came up with the word Valleywood, bro. I've been pushing that since last year. I'm still pushing it. I'm still pushing Valleywood. And I'm still waiting for that Valleywood sign in McAllen, Texas. That's so. right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so how you guys been, man? How do you enjoy the facilities today? Doing great. Uh, it's a great event again, just like last year. Um, we've had a lot of fun. I got to see some of the workshops. Got to talk to some of the celebs. I got to check out some of the films. So, so it's, it was a lot of fun and uh, met made some new contacts. Uh, met a lot of new people. So I, I've had a blast so far. That's right. It's been great. I mean, it's a perfect networking opportunity for up-and-coming artists and you know, yeah. filmmakers that want to come and learn the craft, talk to people that are already in the industry. It's perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. And the cool thing is you guys are still located at the incubator? That's right. We're still located oh, at the, the incubator, the old uh, McAllen Library in the downtown area. I went one time. I think I went during the day, but I didn't realize what time you guys opened. So I went by to go look. I go, where are these guys located? I can't find them. <laughs> I want to go check out their stuff. But uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to have to set a day when I can go on just to go visit and just to see how you guys are work, man. Because I've heard a couple of stuff. I know you had, you all had, uh, I think just recently had a guest uh, this afternoon, didn't you? Yeah, Carlos Gallardo. Uh, he, he went over there and, and, and mariachi. And mariachi. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That would have been so nice to talk to him, man. 
Unfortunately, this is gonna. Be, I'm only here just for today. Uh, I won't be here tomorrow, but I got to interview quite a few people uh, this year, and it, it was a good turnout, man. I mean, from a scale of one to ten from last year, what do you think the rating this year is? Oh, it's still a ten. It's still a ten. Still, still a ten. <laughs> <laughs> right, gosh, man. Well, I'm glad you guys came. I saw you walk in. I like, this guy looks familiar, and I saw the hat. I go, that's the city. I know who that is. <laughs> the city well that's good i know you just got you guys you're coming out from the was the 20 the 48 hour uh race yeah the 48 hour film race uh that was a bunch of really great films that competed uh there was a lot of folks got some well-deserved awards uh, it was a lot of fun all right who was the final the final verdict was it, was that's going to be decided tomorrow at the uh, awards assembly so they had a few nominees mm-hmm. and uh they're going to be deciding that the final one tomorrow awesome man guys like i said before you're not doing anything tomorrow i believe doors open at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, head out here. Festivities. I'm not sure what they I think at the award assembly, there is going to be a charge to come on in, if I'm not mistaken. But there are going to be a lot of classwork to come in and check out. You might want to head out this way tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. to whatever time you bring the kids and everything, get a lot of information about different people here. A lot of opportunity. We're going to the film business, radio business, like the, my homeboys right next to me, my brothers from another mother over here. Uh, I mean, Guys, get situated. Come out. Learn some stuff. Meet some people. Don't be afraid. Don't be a hermit and stay home, man. Come out and, and live life a little bit, baby. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's right. Yeah. They have a full day uh, tomorrow. So, uh, you know, come out and check it out. Uh, it, it's, it's free. You know, there's very few things that, that they charge. And I think the most they're charging at one of the workshops is like 15 bucks or something like that. And it's it's with great, you know, Hollywood um, and celebrities are holding, are hosting these these workshops, so they're well worth it. You know, we don't get this kind of uh, quality of workshops down here in the Valley very often, so come on, take advantage of it. Yeah, exactly, man. And what advice, man? Valleywood, somebody give me a contractor on North McAllen and put that big old Valleywood on the wall yes. right there. You know, put it up there, man, in lights, man. We got to do something. There's a big mountain of Cadiche somewhere where we can put it, man. <laughs> it would look beautiful <laughs> with a taco stand on the bottom. But I was just, <laughs> well, like, guys, I appreciate you guys coming to the podcast. I think you might be in the last ones for the night and to close the show out. Ladies and gentlemen, I will give my final sign off in a few minutes. I'm going to let my buddies here get going. Any last words uh, to uh, uh, reach out to your station? Yeah, just listen to us online, the city977.com. Hey, yeah. If you're in the area in the North uh, McAllen, Edinburgh area, you can tune into 97.7 FM. But yeah, catch us up on on social media. That's that's really where most of our content's going. Um, our our uh, keywords are you know the city977. So Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the city977. And keep these guys alive, man. Great work that they're doing out there. I mean, we need stuff like that. Keep going. Keep the youth informed with the radio stations, man, because we are slowly, slowly going into the cryptic of newspapers. We want to stay out of the newspaper thing and keep rolling with the music, man, and our interviews. So keep us alive and well. <laughs> guys, I appreciate you guys coming out. Any last words? Well, yeah, yeah. We're we're in the process of starting a, a special class for special needs children. Oh, wow. Um, and so we, we've uh, figured out that uh, throughout the years that we've given these, these radio classes, we've realized that... Um, Special needs kids, you know, such as kids that are in special ed programs and so forth, 
they benefit a lot from from radio class and from communication classes. And so we're forming a a special needs only class specifically geared towards children where we can help them out. That is awesome, dude. I am down for that, man. You let me know when you release it. I will pitch it like hell on my podcast, bro. I'll tell you that much right now. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Guys, uh, we're going to step away for a little while because uh, we got a lot of people coming out, and uh, I'm not sure if they'll be the last ones, or I got one more for you. I think I got one more in the tank. One more in the tank, maybe. I don't know yet. But uh, guys, stick around, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Ladies. Guys, welcome back, man. We're going to close the show out. It's been a long day and a hard night. Uh, great, great film festival, guys. Uh, I know I started a little late today. Uh, only reason why there was a couple of uh, there's some people that just didn't have room at the time and uh, finally got the podcast up and running. But great interviews for a couple of great actors, great interviews with a couple of great people that came by, some interesting stuff. Um, I don't know what to tell you guys. If you missed out today, you got to come back tomorrow, man. Tomorrow's going to be another great day. A lot of great classes. I'm not sure they'll be charged. I'm, 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 as far as I know, it's free to come in. And I know the panels, they'll probably be charging at the door. But, I mean, it is worth it if you really want to get into the whole network thing of filmmaking, acting, writing, directing. Uh, guys, you got to step up. You got to step up and come check this stuff out, man. Because, I mean, you're never going to step into anything and learn anything until you step up to the plate and try to do your thing, you know? Uh, I know there's a lot of great film uh, film uh, directors out there. I know there's a lot of film uh, actors and, and singers. and I mean, anything. You have seen the music videos out there, guys. Where are you? You need to be here to get more information. and Make, make yourself heard. Make yourself known. That's a great thing to be out here. It's right, Ugo. It's right. They're facts. It's 100% facts. Yeah, great. Shout out to Ugo. It's a great cook, man. Hey, next episode, you come down in the valley, bro. You promised us a meal, bro. Me and Quiz are going to be out there to get a meal. <laughs> but anyways, guys, ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast this week. Uh, if uh didn't come out here to enjoy the festivities, man, you still got till tomorrow and if you miss tomorrow we got till next year another fresh panel of celebrities coming down to the RGB to enjoy yourselves man, I, I really don't want to go home man I want to stay here and still talk to a lot of great people and keep podcasting but unfortunately I got other things to do oh guys guys thank you for tuning in those of you watching stick around and watch the whole show I appreciate you and uh, I know two should be back in the studio next week. This Thursday, we got some K-pop dancers coming into the studio. We're going to make some noise, baby. We're going to make some noise. But other than that, guys, signing off, Ooh from South Texas International Film Festival. And like always, guys, laters. Gators.